Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine show with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are back for another amazing episode here on the I'm Not Fine show. My name is Lizzie Enns, and I am your host here. And today, we are going to be talking about fiber. Fiber is literally the unsung hero in the wellness industry, and more and more people are waking up to it. But I'm going to give you some amazing yet shocking information about fiber and why this is so incredibly important for your overall health. Now, before I get into that, just a quick reminder, you can reach me personally at lizzie.undietyourself.live if you have any kind of questions, you need anything, or if you want to book a consultation with me to see whether or not we want to work together, if you need labs done, and you really want to get to the root of your health issues, I'm your girl, we're going to make it happen. So you can grab that booking link at the in the show notes. Wherever you're listening, whether it's on Inspired Choices Network app, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, your Apple, your Apple Heroes, you can find that link there. Book a call with me. And I love hearing when people tell me that they're listening to this podcast and how much it is helping them. So if you are someone that is listening, please reach out to me and let me know. Either leave a review on whatever platform that you are on so that I know that you're listening. Or you can also send me a private message on Instagram, Lizzie and underscore wellness, because I see all the messages that come in there. So let's get to today's show. What is fiber? Why is fiber so incredibly important? Did you know that the average American eats about eight grams of fiber a day or less? The required grams, like the RDA, where we really want to be with our fiber intake on a daily basis is minimum. 25 grams a day. Yet, the standard American diet and most Americans are not getting more than eight grams of fiber a day. So you always wonder, like, is this part of the reason why our health is in such crisis? Is this why we have so many health issues and why cholesterol is through the roof? Why Hormones are crazy, why people can't go to the bathroom every day, because we're going to talk about poop again today. So welcome to the ride, because we don't shy away from talking about this conversation, because poop is important, and I'm going to keep hammering that in you guys' minds, how important that is. Fiber is part of that. You need it. Fiber is one of those things. Let's talk about cholesterol just for a second here. Cholesterol we make every single day. We make new cholesterol, okay? Now, we need cholesterol because it's a backbone steroid hormone, and it's that backbone for other hormones, 
Okay, <clears throat> so we make new cholesterol every single day. It's also inflammatory driven. So like if you have really high cholesterol, the chances that there's inflammation going on in your body are very, very high. It's also not uncommon for people with hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's to have elevated cholesterol levels. And this can be due to inflammatory issues. Why is why am I talking about cholesterol on a fiber episode? Because the two go hand in hand. Cholesterol, we make new, like I said, every single day. And then whatever we don't use, whatever our body doesn't use or need, we're supposed to poop out and get rid of it. Fiber is the tool to make that happen. Fiber is like one of those things that like if you bring fiber into your diet and you have adequate amounts of it, it grabs onto the waste that you need to get rid of and then dispose of it. When we don't have enough fiber, then we're not getting rid of the things that we need to get rid of. So fiber is one of those things that is really, really, really important if you want to get rid of excess cholesterol. One of the first things that I tell my clients when we when they have high cholesterol levels, especially triglycerides and LDL, triglycerides are actually like more important to pay attention to. But when those are high, one of the first things that we do is look at their fiber intake and make sure that they're getting enough fiber to help them to get rid of excess cholesterol that they're not needing. So always remember that. But there's low, low fiber diets are one of the leading causes behind different types of health issues like uh, IBS, constipation, colon cancer, hemorrhoids. All of those things can be due to not having enough fiber. So we really look at why fiber is so important. It's because of these specific things. So one of the first things, one of, not one of the first things, but one of the one of the top things that I always really kind of hound my clients on is, okay, we got your protein in, we're getting your carbs in, we're getting your fat in, we got, we're good on all of those things. Pretty good. But now we got to take it to the next step and I'm going to teach you about fiber and why you need to be making sure that you're getting enough fiber. And there's different types of fiber as well. Now, I'm going to kind of uh, blow your mind here a little bit. If you want to get enough fiber in on a daily basis, you're going to have to eat whole foods. Plain and simple. You don't need to be going out and getting a bunch of fiber supplements. You don't need to be looking for boxed food that have labels that, that are marked high fiber. A lot of the labels that are marked high fiber are actually really not that high in fiber. You want to double check to make sure it's actually high in fiber if it says high fiber. But if you want to get to your adequate amount of fiber that you need on a day-to-day -day basis, you're going to have to eat primarily whole foods. Like 80 to 90% of your diet needs to be whole foods. What do I mean by whole foods? We're going to talk about that later. I'm not going to spill all the beans right now. 
we're going to continue to talk about why fiber is so important. So one of the things that can also happen is when you are dehydrated, you have to be careful how quickly you add in fiber, how fast. Because if you are dehydrated, so you don't have enough water in your body, and all of a sudden, you go from eight grams of fiber a day to 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day, depending on what's going on with your gut, that can cause more issues. It can cause constipation because there's not enough water to help digest and absorb all the fiber that's coming in. And all of a sudden, now you're backed up more than you were before. And I know that that sounds crazy, but it is true. I've actually experienced this myself. One of the things I, I was literally telling someone this morning. So legumes and beans are one of those things that's always high in fiber. So if a vegetarian person or a vegan person, if they're eating legumes and beans, they rarely have any issues getting to their fiber goal. Always see this. And that's great. But for someone that may have a lectin sensitivity, like I do, I've done a vegetarian diet before. I've done a vegan diet before. Not as in, hey, I was on it for a period of time or whatever. It was more or less like um, a fasting of meat for like a week or so. But when I do that, or if I do that, and I do not know if I will ever do it again, I literally like my body like hates me my body's like I need the protein and I need the meat and the nutrients from the meat but what happens is because I'm eating legumes and beans and a lot of vegetables my body actually gets bloated and inflamed and it does it's not able to properly digest all the fiber that is coming in. And so it's not, it's a no-go for me. Not only that, like I just know personally myself that my body just feels so much better when I'm getting my protein in with the meat that I'm eating. Of course, it matters like what type of meat you're having or the quality of meat, like that's really, really important too. So when you're eating Meat, I've talked about this before. If you're eating meat that is uh, grown in conventional farms and it's filled with all kinds of antibiotics and stuff like that, that's going to cause a lot of inflammatory issues as well, which also goes back to a cholesterol issue because that's inflammation and other issues too. Like it could cause hormone issues and all of that stuff. But that's why your meat, the quality of the meat and how it's grown and how it's harvested. That's why that's so important too. So I do not know if you've ever seen this or not, but I I don't want to like scare you or <laughs> gross you out, but I would highly encourage you to go look up a video where they show how in commercial manufacturers when they're when they're butchering meat in order to like get it ready for the grocery stores some of those places they will actually inject meats with 
certain types of dyes and preservatives to keep the meat looking nice and fresh. So like that salmon that is farm-raised that looks like nice orange salmon. It looks amazing and yummy and delicious. Watch out. It may have some things in that are keeping it nice and orange and fresh for longer periods of time. Same thing with um, with meat. If you go and you look at steak and, or uh, beef that is in the in the grocery store, it's nice and red and bright. It's more appealing, right? Well, some of those may have been injected with things to make them last longer on the shelves, but also be more appealing to the eye because it's nice and red and fresh. That's why I buy my stuff from ButcherBox. And I and they and they source things from local farms. This is not an ad, by the way. I'm just telling you that I that's where I get mine. Uh if I were next to a farm that I knew the farmer and I knew how they raised their meats and I wanted to buy directly from them, I would totally do that as well. But I also know ButcherBox and I I know like they're sourcing it from small farms and the way that they're raising their their animals and all of that. So totally okay with that. We're going to go to our first break here, um, but we're talking about fiber and somehow cholesterol and meat is coming in with it too, but it's all together, right? Because that's what wellness is. Wellness is about the entire picture. It's never just one thing. So I want you to remember that whenever we're talking about one specific subject, I'm talking about fiber, I'm talking about food sensitivities, talking about all these different things, and they're their individual subject. But remember, the body is a whole. It's not a compartmentalized thing. And it, you can't just pick and choose one thing is you got to think about the entire picture all together. So always keep that in mind. We're going to go to our first break here. But when we come back, we're going to continue to dive deeper into this fiber subject, different types of fibers. Towards the end of the show here, we're going to talk about different foods where you can get different types of fibers from, why you need to do that. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Yuns on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, 
you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Lizzie Enns on the I'm Not Fine show here. And today we are talking about fiber, the unsung hero. I want to talk about what fiber is. And we talked a little bit about why it's important. And we're going to continue to talk talk about that. I shared a little bit about uh, the percentage of people in America, how low our fiber intake is on a daily basis, which is eight grams, your minimum requirement should be 25 grams, I like to get more than that. But at minimum, if that's the best that you can do, then that's what you want to shoot for, 25 grams a day. And uh, if you do that, you're going to start seeing massive changes in your health if you can stay consistent with that and make sure. Because remember, low-fiber diets are one of the leading causes for diverticulitis. I can't say, (laughs) say that, IBS, constipation, colon cancer those kinds of things. And I mentioned cholesterol. So fiber is so incredibly important for so many different things. But what is fiber? I mean, fiber is like, do you guys know like what fiber is? What actually is it? It's what remains from our plant foods after the food has moved through the small intestine. So where the fiber is really going to do a lot of its job is in the large intestine to grab onto those things, the waste that we need to get rid of. That's the fiber's job. So remember how I talked about how you should be primarily in order to get to your fiber goal for the day, you want to primarily be eating whole foods to get yourself there. It's really hard to get there if you're not. And so here we're talking about what fiber actually is and what and it's what remains of our plant foods. There's the, uh, lots of fiber in, you know, oats and quinoa and legumes and beans and those things as well, but really in your plant foods as well. And obviously there's different types of, of fiber. But fiber, the benefits of fiber are really like, it's what makes our stool soft and bulky at the same time. And so that's when you know, like when you have proper uh, elimination, that's when you also know, hey, I'm getting enough fiber too in general. Now, one of the things that can happen, I, I mentioned this earlier, is if you're really, really low in fiber and you have gut inflammation going on and things going on with your gut that are not great and you bring in fiber too quickly, too fast, you may end up being constipated. If that happens, you got to back it up a little bit and start really, really slow. Fiber also speeds the transit time through the colon. So remember how I was talking about the cholesterol and how we have to get rid of excess cholesterol that we're not needing, that our body's not needing? 
Well, fiber is part of that. It speeds up the transit of that. And remember, I talked about colon cancer. Well, colon cancer happens when we're not eliminating like we should and things continue to stay in there. And I've talked about this before in your large intestines, like if things stay in there too long, they start to ferment and eventually that can seep its way through our large intestinal lining goes out into our bloodstream. I mean, it sounds really, really gross. But that is what happens. And that those are reasons of why colon cancer can happen. Colon cancer doesn't happen just because it wants to. No, it doesn't. Colon cancer can happen because there's not elimination ha elimination happening like it should. You're not getting rid of the things like you should. Why do you think that at the age of, I think it's 40 now, I can't remember the exact age, where they um, require specifically men to go get colonostomies. And this is very, very true for someone that is not healthy and has a man gut and, and they're, they call them like, um, uh, I, I read something or heard something recently where this guy was talking about it and they're like, men are looking like they're pregnant now, which is so true. And this is not me discriminating or anything. But if you see, if you are someone or know someone or see someone where they, you know, you have a distended belly like that and you that's where you carry most of your weight, that's actually really, really dangerous for many health reasons, colon cancer and all of these other issues that can come up. So that's like your first sign. It's usually inflammation. and other gut imbalances going on and it's very very uh dangerous for your overall health so it's something that you want to be aware of okay fiber is one of those things that you want to make sure that you are getting on a daily basis i'm actually going to share some really really simple ways that you can um Make sure that you're get easily getting more fiber into your diet before we leave today. Fiber also dilutes the effects of toxic compounds in the intestines by keeping them from lingering. So we already talked about that, like it moves transit time. It helps to remove bad bacteria in the colon. And depending on the fiber, if it's a prebiotic, it helps to feed the good gut bacteria in the colon. So I'm going to talk about prebiotics just a little bit here. Prebiotic and fiber, those two things go hand in hand. Prebiotics, is they're kind of like that pre-digestion kind of thing. So you need prebiotics and polyphenols. You're going to get those things from obviously like prebiotic-rich foods and polyphenols are going to be coming from like your your blueberries and I believe in your greens as well but polyphenols you want to think like dark leafy type of thing so like an example would be like blueberries or blackberries those are really high in polyphenols and so those are things that you want to be aware of but but prebiotics 
are in that category as well. And remember, when it comes to food, there's a lot of overlap that can happen. So if you're making sure that you're getting fiber, you're also making sure that you're getting vitamins and minerals and prebiotics and all of those things in as well. So always keep that in mind because that's why your whole food, primarily whole food type of diet is so, so important because you're going to get much more bang for your buck than if you're primarily eating processed foods or things that happen, you know, pre prepackaged, even if it's like a quote unquote healthy prepackaged food, you still want to make sure that you're not eating a higher percentage of that than the whole foods. It's plus, it's more fun to like make your own food anyway and know like what's in it. At least it is for me. For me, it's actually to make my own food, have my own meals and know like what's in it. It's very, very comforting. I just, I love it. Like I, I was doing, um, making like French fries the other day. And I, I did a video while I was doing this. And people are like, wow, that's, that's a lot of potatoes that you're cutting. Like, who are you cooking for? And I'm like, honestly, I'm just cooking for myself. Because I believe in when I do cook, I cook plenty and I cook enough for several meals. And then I'm spending less time in the kitchen. But I just created food for, you know, three to four meals, potentially days after that. So less time in the kitchen, more time to do other things. But also while I'm doing it, I'm enjoying it. And I have confidence in what I'm using to cook those things. So always keep that in mind. There's two different types of fibers. There's soluble fiber, and then there's insoluble fiber. Soluble fiber is the one that like dissolves in water. So, so think about oatmeal. Like if you take oatmeal and you put oatmeal in water, it's going to absorb the, the oats and that's a fiber in there and then it will expand, right? I, I love oatmeal by the way, but oatmeal doesn't love me too much right now. Um, and then insoluble fiber is something that does not dissolve. So think about it, like if you put a vegetable that's high in fiber in water, it doesn't absorb the fiber or it doesn't absorb the water. So that fiber in there is, is called an insoluble fiber. We need both. We need soluble fiber and we need insoluble fiber. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about why they are so important. So soluble fiber is a lowering like a fat absorption and it helps with weight management. And it's kind of like that thick, like spread out gel. So you ever think about the oatmeal, like when you I, I used to eat steel cut oats all the time. And so what I would do is I, I would cook the steel cut oats. And then on top, when it was done cooking on top, there was like a really thick gel that was on top of it. That was the soluble fiber. Soluble fiber blocks fats that would otherwise be digested 
and absorb, lowering cholesterol. If you want to lower cholesterol, soluble fiber prevents some dietary cholesterol from being broken down and digested. Over time, cholesterol levels or the amount of free cholesterol in the blood may lower down because you're, so if you are someone that needs to lower the cholesterol, you want to think about soluble fiber because it's going to help with that. So always keep that in mind. Soluble fiber also helps in stabilizing blood sugars. So when you're needing to, when you are someone with like, let's say you have a high A1C or you have insulin resistance, um, you want to think about soluble fiber because one of the things that you can actually do if you have uh, high A1C or glucose or insulin resistance is when you um, think about your meals, you want to think about fiber and fiber slows down the digestion of carbohydrates, even a complex carbohydrate. So when you have high A1C or glucose, one of the things that you have to do is really, really regulate your blood sugar spikes. And you want to do things to help keep it keep it level, keep it down to where it needs to be, not, not such high spikes, right? Soluble fiber can be part of that trick. So when you're starting to eat a meal, you can say, you can look at your meal and go, okay, what's my fiber and my protein on this plate? And you eat those things first before you eat any of the carbs. And so what that does is it helps slow down the absorption of the carbohydrates and therefore you have a more stabilized blood sugar and hopefully you get to that place where now your a1c and your glucose levels are going to start to drop we're just starting to dive into some of this so i want you to hang with me because we gotta go to our next break but when we come back we're going to continue to talk about soluble, insoluble, why this is important. So don't go anywhere because we're going to keep diving into this. And then towards the end of the show, um, I'm going to give you some more food options that you can focus on for your fiber. So we'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Yens on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away. So you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. 
We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We were just talking about fiber, but um, if you're watching the video, I was I was laughing because someone's telling me that they watched me cut the French fries and um, that I did a video on TikTok where I was like talking about my Amish background and I was cutting these these potatoes into French fries. And then I make them in the air fryer with avocado oil and salt and garlic. And uh, it's really interesting to see like what people have to say. Did you guys know that a potato actually becomes, uh, if you take a potato and you boil it, and which I did not do that for those ones, but you can also soak them. But you can, if I have time, I cut my potatoes and then I let them soak for like an hour or two and it helps get rid of some of the starch in them. But also if you boil them, you get rid of some of the starch and you can drain them and then do with whatever you want. Um, but if you if you boil a potato and then you let it cool down and you eat the potatoes cold, it actually becomes an anti-inflammatory food and it's a prebiotic. So there's your little uh, nutrition tip for me today that um, is pretty, pretty amazing. So potato salad, if you love potato salad, make a healthy potato salad and now you have an anti-inflammatory food and uh, it becomes a prebiotic. There you go. So who, who doesn't love potato salad? But I, I personally love potato salad, but most of the time there's things in there that I don't necessarily want to eat. So I need to figure out how to make it healthier. And um, maybe I'll have a recipe coming up. I got to play with that a little bit. Yeah, who doesn't love potatoes? Soluble fiber. We were talking about that. I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper on this because I think you guys are going to... Uh, find this fascinating on why this is so important. Soluble fiber is also a weight management tool. So it is a lowering fat absorption. So it helps with it helps with that and it's weight management. And so when you think about soluble fiber, you want to think about, oh, okay, like if I want to lose weight or if I want to maintain weight, this is part of what can help me with that. So always keep that in mind. It talks a little bit about stabilizing <clears throat> blood sugars, your glucose levels, something that soluble fiber is really, really good at helping with. Um, just as it prevents fat from being absorbed, soluble fiber also slows down the digestion rate of nutrients. So again, we're we're talking about those carbohydrates and some other ones too, but specifically carbohydrates when you're needing to stabilize and manage your blood sugars. So this just means that you're less likely to get that spike in your blood sugar when you bring in the soluble fiber, reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease by lowering your cholesterol levels. So very, very important. And I want you guys to, to keep that in mind as you're thinking about how can I up my, my fiber. And if you're needing to bring down your A1C and manage your blood sugar levels, 
like one of the top things that you want to think about is fiber and protein in order to stabilize those things and manage them. Um, soluble fiber also helps feed healthy gut bacteria. So what I mean by that is when you're bringing in the soluble fiber rich foods, you're feeding your good gut bacteria, which is what you want. So feeding your good gut bacteria is going to prevent quite a few things. And if you do it properly and you have you built a healthy gut, then you can have more of it. So you can get to a day like I was just talking to someone this morning about eating beans and legumes and she could have beans for breakfast and lunch and not have any issues. Whereas like someone like me that has a little bit of a lectin sensitivity, I have to be careful. So like I could eat beans or legumes one day and then need to skip a couple days because if I do more than that, then my system gets overloaded with the lectins and it just can't handle it. And that can be due to several different uh, reasons. I kind of know what those reasons are and I can do things to help with that. So in general, like the the soluble fiber that comes with these types of foods are actually really, really good for you, especially remember what I said about cholesterol in order for you to help with your cholesterol. Let's talk a little bit about insoluble fiber. So insoluble fiber is one of those things that can help prevent constipation. It's like an indigestible material <laughs> Insolu is insoluble fiber that sits in your gastrointestinal tract, absorbing fluid and sticking to other byproducts of digestion that are ready to be formed into the stool. So they go hand in hand, the soluble and the insoluble fiber. And that's why they both are important. So when you think about insoluble fiber, you want to think about your plants, the fibers of your plants and this is why your fruits and vegetables are so so important for this specific reason so it, it's there to sit it sits in that gastrointestinal tract absorbing fluids sticking to other byproducts of digestion that are ready to be formed into stool and its presence speeds up the movement and processing of waste. So that's why when you start eating more fruits and vegetables and you get this insoluble fiber in there, now you are helping prevent constipation and you're helping. That's why like when I start working with people, one of the things that we start working on is, okay, how can we get a, more vegetables in? How can we get more fruits in? We like to focus on the things that we can bring in instead of focusing on the things that we have to cut out. Naturally, I call this um, integrating in. Naturally, when you start to bring foods in and you focus on what you can bring in and what you need to bring in, you naturally start crowding out the things that you don't need or maybe you don't even want, but you just didn't know what to replace it with. So integrating in crowding out. It's like a natural thing that happens when you have the right information and the right tools in knowing how to do that. It's the same same thing for people that are continuously eat under eating in protein. 
yet they're always craving carbs. They're like, I'm a carboholic. I crave carbs all the time. Um, I want sugar all the time. And then when we start <clears throat> bringing in protein, which is the macro that like keeps you fuller longer, keeps your energy more stable, keeps you satisfied, all of those things. And all of a sudden, they don't crave all the candy and the cookies and all the, the simple carbs anymore, because they've actually given their body what it needs, which is the protein. Isn't that crazy? I just think that that's so amazing when we can focus on the positive. I like to focus on the positives here. So I like to focus on what can we do versus what can't we do. And that completely shifts our mindset around dieting. Because here in this world, we like to talk about undieting and getting rid of the dieting mindset instead of focusing on what diet do we need to be on? Even for the people that come to me and we're working very specifically on very specific health issues like uh, pre-diabetes, high cholesterol, we still don't talk about you need to go on a specific diet. No, we talk about what can you bring in? How can we make sure that you're getting, giving your body what it needs while creating a healthy, sustainable lifestyle, working on their stress levels, working on their sleep, all of those things. And we never talk about you need to go on a very specific diet. And the reason for that is there, there's just so many limitations around it. Now, for someone that, let's say someone that is, has, is in the pre-diabetic range and they need to drop their their uh, A1C pretty quickly to get themselves out of that. What we do, though, is make sure that they're focusing more on proteins and fats and fibers than carbohydrates. However, what they're not going to do is go into a ketogenic diet and they're not going to, you know, be eliminating all carbohydrates. We're just smart about how we do things. And one of the things that we do is focus on fiber. Because remember, fiber slows down the absorption of carbohydrates and sugar. So when you're bringing in these things to just naturally support the body, now you're just creating, giving the body like what it needs in order to prevent those quick spikes in your, um, in your glucose levels and your in insulin and you are making sure that you're doing it in a sustainable, balanced way, because at the end of the day, you want to be able to continue on with this type of lifestyle. And that's why diets are so, so difficult to be sustainable, because they focus so much on what you can't have, and not enough on what you can have, and what you can do, and what you should be bringing in. Instead, they're focusing on what you can't have. And I don't know about you, but if someone tells me I can't have something, I'm probably going to want it more. That's just how I work. <laughs> if you tell me, it's probably my background. I was told no for a lot of things that I can't have it or can't do it. And so now I kind of rebel against it. If someone's like, no, you can't have that. I'll be like, watch me. I'm going to figure out a way to get it. No, you can't do that. Watch me. I'm going to figure out if I can get it <laughs> there. Now, you know, a little bit about how I work, because 
It's true. And that is why I so heavily like to focus on what it is that we can do versus what it is that we can't do. Because I just think that it's much a much more positive experience and mentally and emotionally it's a it's just a better thing overall all right guys we are gonna go into our next break here because in our last session we're going to continue to talk a little bit more about different sources of fiber how you can start bringing those in real quick though before we go to that break i want to remind you talked about this before and I'm going to share it again. My eight-week gut course, I have an entire lesson on fiber and micronutrients in there and I go much more in-depth on teaching you more about it and then homework on what you can do and a list of things. You get a download with a list of foods and things that you can implement and bring in to your diet in order to help you support that. So if you are someone that has high A1C levels or glucose or insulin resistance, cholesterol, all of those things, this could be really, really beneficial for you. You can find that in the show notes, my gut course. So make sure you go in there, check that out, grab that. If you, if you want a DIY kind of program, it's evergreen. So you always have access to it. I highly recommend go checking that out. We're going to go to our next break here. And when we come back, we're going to continue on talking about the different sources of fiber and how you can uh, start implementing those. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away. So you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are about to finish out this show strong today. Uh, we were talking about fiber, lots of fiber, all the good things, and why it's so so important. And we're gonna dive, I'm gonna dive into a little bit about uh, some signs of poor digestion that you want to look out for, and fiber has to do with that. There's some of the primary secrets of a healthy digestion of things that you want to bring in or things that you want to be aware of for healthy digestion overall. Fiber, water, adequate amounts of stomach acid. So I did a stomach acid, acid reflux episode a few weeks ago. If you have not listened to that one, make sure you go back and you listen to that one because it's really, really key and important for overall digestion. And then you want to make sure that you have probiotic foods, and sometimes supplements, and your enzymes. And I did an enzyme episode as well. 
So those are key things that you always want to keep in mind when it comes to your digestive system. And fiber is at the top of the list there. Now let's talk a little bit about signs of poor digestion. A foggy memory, uh, frequent burping, lots of gas, bloating, coating on the tongue. Did you guys know that coating on the tongue is a really big sign of poor digestion? It can mean poor digestion, and it can also mean that your um, mouth bacteria is off as well. So scrape that tongue and get that bacteria off and then work on your oral care and your mouth care. Acne, migraines, even autism and sensory uh, issues can be connected to poor, poor digestion. Asthma, allergies, autoimmune disorders, obviously poor bowel habits, um, undigested food in your stool. So one of the things that can happen is if you're eating too fast, and then your body cannot like digest and absorb the foods properly. That can be an issue. Chronic indigestion after eating. I work with some people that have this issue and that's one of the top things that we always have to dive into um, to figure out why is that happening? Because if you're relying on, on Prilosec and all of those things to help you with that heartburn after eating, like that's a problem and it's a digestive digestive system issue that needs to be taken care of. Ex excess anger or irritability is all, also a sign of poor digestion. That can also be um, connected to your liver. So liver is, I did a liver episode as well, and that's also connected to your um, anger. So like if the liver is not functioning optimally and it needs support and you have a lot of things stored in there, like that can be um, cause anger issues. We, we filter and process our anger through our liver. So if you're, let's say, for example, you're like holding everything in and you don't ever release that anger that's being stored in, like that can actually cause liver problem. So you could go to the doctor, get your labs done and show that you have really, really high liver enzymes um, and that your liver is in really poor condition. But until you uh, take care of the anger issues and the releasement of those things and bring some love into your liver, that may not change. So that's always something to be aware of if you have high liver enzymes. Here's something that you guys may want to know. I'm not going to dive into it too much because we're at the end of the show here in a few minutes, but uh, the average 30-year-old American can have 10 to 15 pounds of heart-impacted fecal matter caked alongside the sides of their bowels or in the distended areas of their intestinal tract. Isn't that crazy? So if you really think about it, um, I talked about colon cancer earlier, and that is why fiber is so important because that is coming from processed foods, fried foods that are causing things to get backed up and not enough fiber. And, and remember, the average American gets about eight grams of fiber daily. And so if things aren't being moved through, then that's when things can get caked up in there. And nobody wants to be walking around with that, right? Like you really don't. Like nobody wants to be walking around with, you know, lots of fecal back backed up in their colon. You want to be getting rid of that stuff so that you can feel 
Good. So soluble fiber sources, make sure that you're getting that from lentils and beans and pectin. So like pectin in apples and carrots and psyllium husk and oats, those are your soluble fiber types of foods. Your insoluble fiber types of foods are going to be, you know, your examples are going to be your vegetables and wheat bran and fruit. And we talked about potatoes and potato salad. That's what you want to think about your plants for your insoluble fiber. And then you're going to get your your soluble fiber from your lentils and your beans and and your oats. And so steel cut oats, like if you are someone that can handle um, oats in the morning for breakfast, one of the meals that I used to do a long time ago, um, I can't really do it now for some reason. But I used to do steel cut oats all the time in the morning and I would make it ahead of time reheat it because steel cut oats doesn't get mushy and then I would put protein powder in it and some peanut butter and some cacao to make it chocolate and then that was my breakfast so I got lots of protein in but I also got lots of fiber in and then I would pop or uh, top it with blueberries <laughs> it's amazing so keep that in mind now one of the things that I want to tell you guys when you are starting to add more fiber in, one of the top things that I want you to be aware of is that you got to drink water. Like you have to up your water as you're upping your fiber. Because if you don't, you're going to cause more bloating. You're going to cause your body to not be able to get rid of the fiber. So just know that you need to be uh, start slow and um, move, with it, bring the water in with it and make sure that you continuously work on upping it a little bit. Here's an example. You could say, okay, I'm not really getting any kind of, and if you've never tracked your fiber, I highly recommend doing that because if you never have, you don't even really know like what foods are um, you're getting your fiber from. So I would highly recommend tracking it so that you actually know how much you're getting. And then let's say, for example, you're typically having um, a breakfast that's, I don't know, a muffin with coffee or a croissant with coffee. That sounds like an American thing to do, right? Um, <laughs> and there's no fiber, like basically no fiber in there. So now what you can do is say, okay, I'm going to have some oatmeal with just what I explained. Now you're already getting a whole lot more fiber. And then another meal, you could say, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, beans or legumes or something like that. But always remember fruits and vegetables as well. So that is your fiber conclusion for today. I'm so glad that you guys came and hung out with me and you listened to this. Remember, if you listen to this show on any kind of platform, I want you to give me a review. We'll be back next week on the I'm Not Fine Show. I'm Lizzie Young. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine Show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.